This is Ross Tucker, and you're listening to the All Formats Podcast, a podcast dedicated to bringing solid fantasy content along with some witty banner, no matter what format you play, from C to C to Dynasty to Best Ball and even the dreaded single quarterback redraft leagues with kickers and team defenses, the All Formats crew has you covered. Your hosts include Lord Hinky, One Man's Opinion, and the Kit Professor. So sit back, listen up, and enjoy some of the best and worst fantasy football advice around. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the All Formats Podcast. Got your boy here, the Kit Professor, uh, sitting opposite One Man's Opinion. How you doing out there, Mr. One Man? Feeling great. Feeling good? Feeling great. That's right. Well, you should be as you go into another uh, AFC Championship game with your Chiefs. Before we even start the podcast, how you feeling? You feeling comfortable with the going? Doc, the- I'm feeling great today. Feeling good tomorrow. I feel a little hyped tomorrow, and more hyped on Saturday. But probably won't be able to to really think about anything and be on oh, nervous off the walls. And then Sunday, it all goes downhill. Gotcha. Hey, I know the feeling. It just happened to me, right? I'm feeling good going into Sunday, uh, yeah. but it happens. But hey. Uh, was that four, five years in a row, your boy going out and doing that thing, or however many years in a row, AFC Championship game? So big ups to your team. Um, but that's real football. Uh, this is your fantasy football podcast. We told you guys that we'd be back. We told you we'd be more consistent. I uh, hope you liked last week's podcast. We had a lot of fun doing it uh, when Lord Hinky was able to join us. Uh, he is working, unfortunately, uh, today, so you got just the two of us. So I'm sorry, maybe this won't be as good as the Lord Hinky one, but he will be back. And we have a very special podcast planned for his return. So hope you guys get ready for that. But anyways, today we're here. We're talking about the end of the 22 season. Uh, we already did the top uh, 12 at each position. And now we put together our own personal list of boom bust players at each position. Because there were some guys out there that showed up out of nowhere. There were some guys that you went and traded everything for and they fell apart. So we're going to talk about some of those guys here. And then at the end, we'll talk about what you need to be doing with these guys, whether you should be selling, whether you should be buying, uh, whether you should be holding. So, David, I'm going to go ahead and let you kick it off. Let's run through some of the booms first. Uh, give me the, one of them quarterback booms that, that really surprised you uh, this year, 2022 season. So I didn't do it that way. I do like – and maybe I apologize for miscommunication here, but I did boom bust like looking at the, their whole season. Like, for instance, I'll just throw it out. If you want to change it as we go, we can change. I, I'll remix it if we need to change it. So, for instance, I put Justin Fields on my list. Um, he's three. Up, he was three games under fifteen points. He had six games between fifteen and twenty, and then he had another six weeks between twenty and forty-nine. So, there's a lot. There was, you know, some boom and some bust weeks there. Um, the highest that he was in the year was quarterback one. He was like that for two weeks. And then the lowest that he was, was quarterback 31. And that was in uh, week three. Gotcha, gotcha. Hey, Fields is also uh, one of the guys that I talked about. And for me, the biggest reason that he boomed was uh, last year, he was QB 31 on the year. And he finished this year as a QB one. I think he finished at right at QB 12. A lot of that running potential upside that you guys have seen that you've been waiting to see once he was handed the job. So I just felt like he had a year where he just went boom and took off for people that were waiting patiently and held him off from the year before. So just just as like my my stance, what I did, all these guys um, were 
I was looking at a guy who who was the most boom or bust during the year. And I think that um, he's the one out of all this list. That, that's all on my list that I think will continue to be boom or bust throughout his career. I, I, I can actually see that from him because, because what you're seeing from him right now, he's so reliant on his legs. And until he turns that into pocket presence and, and getting balls down the field consistently, now that he can't, we see him have some really nice throws throughout the year. But do that consistently and go away from relying on I have to create something to, okay, let me throw the ball away or let me wait till the next day. Oh, hey, let me get my team involved. He's going to be boom and bust because when someone bottles up the run and he can't throw, he's going to bust. Or when you get one of them suspect with cheese Buffalo defenses, he'll be gone to the races at 90 yards uh, a clip. So, yeah, and, I do agree with that. And be a boom and and, and, and when you're a play, your playoff week, when you're a championship, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. so. Uh, you got any more quarterbacks? Uh, two is on the list. Uh, I know. Granted, a, a lot of the bus talk here may be unfair oh. due to due to injuries. Are you right? Oh, so, what? He's your bust? No. Again, okay. I just heard two, and you threw me look, off. So he's not. A, he, he busted some weeks. He boomed some weeks. That's how all these guys that I, I'm listing yeah. that I. That's how I based it off of. Um, the listeners are probably like, "What the hell, heck, heck we were doing?" I'm not gonna lie. We. I think we have a little bit. You probably want, hey, these are guys that hit, these guys are missed. I thought when we were talking about boom or bust, we were talking boom, bust, like boom, bust throughout the year. Hey, who who did that the most? It's fine. It's fine. This this see, this is what the listeners love. It's like different dynamic and different viewpoints on things. So hit me with this tour information. So he had one 50-point game. You know, obviously that was his biggest boom. He had three weeks playing Buffalo. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I can look that up, right? No, I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> I didn't put the game. Um, uh, and and um, he had uh three weeks of thirty of thirty or more points. But the rest of his season, he was right. He was uh, between fifteen to twenty points with a few games that were just around fifteen points. So my definition of what I use for this criteria, that's definitely two was throughout the year a boom or a bust. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, the only quarterback I, other quarterback I got uh, for on my boom because he boomed big, and it's it's going to be kind of obvious, but I just wanted to talk about him. He went from QB twenty three, which is almost a QB three, like you know two on slots, and he was QB seven on the year. Uh, you get rid of Urban Meyer, you bring in Dougie P, and you get that big T law jump. The guy boomed from where he was last year to finish in the top ten. You're going to add Calvin Ridley to him next year. Tell me what's going to stop this kid from being a top five. Uh, fantasy quarterback next year uh barring an injury i see nothing stopping him i don't even care who the top five is jalen josh patrick uh burrow herbert he's going to kick one of them out next year t law is he's booming and he's still his uh arrows his stock is still going up yeah i think everybody listens to this podcast a lot me and you are both buying him this offseason this past offseason so remember what i told him i'm not gonna uh debate that too much uh back to your thing about Tua he scored that 50 points week two against Baltimore oh he only had uh he only had the Buffalo game you may be thinking was the following week and this is where I'm talking about boom week two was definitely he was quarterback two right right week three against Buffalo is quarterback 25 but he he had the W so and then you know and it it, and it's at Cincinnati he's quarterback 33 but that that uh we can't talk about that. Um, that was the concussion game. Uh-huh. So, um, well, the concussion I, game started in Buffalo game, right? And then you go week week seven through 
10, he's he's quarterback 11, quarterback one, quarterback four, quarterback three. Then he's got the bye, but then he jumps back to 18, 17. So, you know, yeah, okay. I hope y'all, some of y'all can see the logic that I chose there. Yeah, no, it's, still just, a, it's still a quarterback two, which a lot of people probably have two as a quarterback two, not a quarterback one. Yeah, I, I doubt there's many uh, super flex leagues where he, he's your guy. If so, then, you know, maybe they, they got some rookies that they're waiting on to, 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 to hit. You know, I can see him being your quarterback one in the C2C league because you're waiting to graduate your seniors. But if he's your, you got a, a dynasty league you've been in for a few years and he's still your quarterback one, yo, you better start making some moves. Uh, go get yourself on some of them Will Levis's shares uh, when the rookie draft comes around. And back to T Law, I know, I know this is fantasy, but man, that AFC division, that AFC conference with quarterbacks is scary. Yeah. It's scary. I, I, I want Kansas City. Can we, can we realign and throw Kansas City in the NFC? Yo, uh, without Jalen Hurts, you, you, you got to say the top six, uh, five of the top six uh, fantasy quarterbacks are all AFC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're all alphas, man. Yeah. You know, oh. so, yeah. Yeah. And a healthy Lamar, as much as I don't like him, you know, he's, he, he could finish, he's a top 10 finisher. So, yep. Yep. Um, and then you got any more quarterbacks before I do my last one? Uh, no, uh, my boom bust guys throughout the year were Justin Fields and Tua. I, I, didn't, I only want two per position. Yeah, yeah. Well, am I so my that was T Law was my big uh, my big boom and Fields. I just love talking about Fields now. Uh, but my big bust for the year uh, was Matt Ryan. Um, this guy, it's not even about him dropping from a QB two to a QB three because like last year he finished at nineteen and now he finished at twenty six. This guy was benched twice in the same season. Twice in the same season, he moved over. He got some fresh weapons. Uh, they, they said everyone thought he it was just going to work out better. It's like, hey, hey, he's got a fresh start here. He, he's got Jonathan Taylor behind him. Yo, wheels up, right? Boy, I went and bought him everywhere. Boy, talk about it. This might have been the biggest non-injury bust of the year, That, in my opinion. So I, th- I think a lot of people were talking Matt Ryan up, and I think I may have as well. But we were talking about quarterback, too. We were only talking about quarterback. We're talking about, hey, get a swing on a, on a competing team. Take a swing for a guy who could be a mid-range quarterback, too. It's a risk. Um, all buys, to a certain extent, are risks um, during the offseason. But, yeah, it, it, it went terrible. Um, of course, the coach got fired. Their offense was terrible. Jonathan Taylor gets hurt. They could bring in this guy Saturday to coach. It went all downhill. And it went downhill fast. So, yeah. And you know Saturday got a second interview. They're gonna give him that job, ain't they? <laughs> there they are. Oh my goodness. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, hey, did I t- did I did I say sell Jonathan Taylor yet? On a few pocket. I, I you know what? That, right? You know what? You're right. I, I, right. Here we go. We're moving into running backs. Do you want to talk? Is Jonathan Taylor was he your boom bust guy? Uh, he was not. He was not. He was right. too. He's too in too. Uh, so our criteria was let's not. It's, I know two was injured, but I, I think he played most of the year. Um, yeah. I didn't want to touch JT because I thought he was a little bit more injured than Tua. Yeah, no, I hear that. I tried to stay away from injuries too. All right, so give me your first running back, ja, uh, Josh Jacobs. So his booms, he's four, he, four plus thirty more points, right? He was, he was great. Uh, I know he's running back three, but if you look throughout the throughout the season, he had six games where he fell between six points and no more than fourteen points. Ooh. The rest of his games were were between fourteen and twenty one, but for a, probably a lot of people's running back one. Uh, maybe you got somebody that's better than or, or, or was on his level, but most people, Josh Jacobs is probably the running back one. 
you get six points and no more than 14 points for six games. Sure, you know, and the big booms are that 30, 30 or more, right? Like he had a couple, he had he had a 48, he had 34 points week four, 30, 30 points week five, 36 week seven against Houston. And he had 48 week 12 against Seattle. But then you're looking at um he started off his first two weeks not getting over 10. Um and then week eight at New Orleans is seven points. So and then uh week 16 with six points against Pittsburgh. Um for my boom bust criteria, I thought he 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 fit up with those numbers. Yeah, I I I hear you there. Um, one of my big booms um, was Ramondre Stevenson. I just felt like he, he made a significant jump from one year. Uh, he, he Basically, he climbed up 40 spots. Now, we know last year Damian Harris was his job, and he, he had some injury concerns, but he was RB 47 last year, and he jumped up to RB 8. And I know normally you can't trust the Belichick back, right? But look at some of the games that he put together uh, from week three on. He only had three games under 10 points so everything else was just double digits so it was consistent and it was boom and he just like took a stranglehold on that rb1 job away from damian harris and just felt like you know that was that was what you needed to see from like a player like this that we remember when he came out i was just not a fan i was like why why i i stayed as far away from him now i'm trying to accumulate shares wherever i can uh Danny Belichick will probably change the office next year and someone else will get the job but right now like he he jumped off the page and you're you talking about that between six and 14 for, for Josh Jacobs. Like I said, after week three, he had three games under 10, but they were all, you know, 16, 20, 19, 25, 24, you know, only a couple of games in that 12 and 13 range. So a lot more than Josh Jacobs and a lot more consistent than Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that one. Uh, would you uh, would you, would you go and purchase them somewhere? So that's where I was gonna go. Uh, I like that one, but I would I would have said yesterday, sell. Are you in two days ago? I think it was two days ago because I think it was announced yesterday. Now I'm like, ah, well, what are we doing with him with Bill O'Brien back? <laughs> that's what I was uh, thought you so, were gonna go yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that that's that you know, I'm I'm. I'm Kind of glad that you laid that one out. He's, he's got to be a hold to see if they bring in competition in the offseason. Because if they do not, with Bill O'Brien, I'm fine keeping him. I think that has to be a decision after the draft. I, I kind of agree, though. If they don't draft anybody, I'd probably hold. Yeah. But with the running backs coming in, with this 23 class, they're probably going to draft somebody, but it, it, as we are talking today, he's he he is a hold. Yeah, yeah. All right, hit me with your next running back. Next running back is Alvin Kamara. He's definitely fits. He fits more so in your in your bus criteria how you did things, right? Yeah. Um, I only put him in the boom category because, and not not just the boom category, but the boom category that I'm I'm pointing to is during the year week five, week six. Week seven and week eight, he wasn't below running back 13, right? So he had 23 points in Seattle, 18 Cincinnati, 17 with Arizona, and 42 against Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. If you had Camaro during those weeks, congratulations. Because he was a bust the rest of the season. 
he had seven weeks of no more than 10 points. And then only two other weeks that he had above 20 points. Mm-hmm. And uh, is that what you were, is that what people were expecting? Like, he doesn't do that. No. No matter who's at quarterback. Right? That's just not it. So what happened? Uh, he probably, I think, he, you know, we obviously know he's got a lot going on, right? Um, and you do have to worry about him as an owner. I have, I have two shares worried about him. Um, he lost interest. He, had, he also has a legal situation going on. I also think then, I don't know what the Saints are doing. I, I said it won't happen. That was a terrible hire head coach. Um, and I still believe it. I don't know why they're running that back for another year. They're going to regret that. Um, I'm going to do coaching prediction right now. He'll be fired next year. Dennis Al is a terrible hire. So that's quick. Um, I mean, it's not. And I I think that affects the whole team. I don't know if Camaro. So speaking of what we did about reminding Stevenson, let's talk about Camaro. Okay, you can't sell. You can't sell. You have to. Uh, You don't. You can't. You 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 have to, but you can't because you're not getting nothing in return. Okay, so so unless you're giving away for a, a fourth round pick, third round pick at best, and you're probably you probably. You should, if you're successful in dynasties, you shouldn't do that. Okay. Um, he's a hold. Go make some moves to be able to um, take the hit, whatever he gets. Hope whenever, if whatever it is, six, eight games that he can come back and do something for you later as the season ends. This is a bad time to sell. So, riddle me this then. If he, if he is missing time, which we're pretty sure he will miss some time, right? I would say so, yes. Do you try to buy him in that window? I'm not buying Camaro. I bought him I bought him in two leagues mid-season this year, but I'm not going to – because I'm competing and I was hoping to get more so – more than week four through seven, right? <laughs> um, but I'm not buying him in the offseason right now. I mean, again, I'm not paying no more than a third – myself that's why i said i'm not selling because if you're asking me what i'm paying i'm not paying more than third yeah okay all right uh my other running back and this is the guy that not only the guy so a guy at work was the one that told me about this guy right last year in the offseason he told me hey go buy him it's like it's about to blow up and i thought he was crazy then i get on the, the twittering device and the community is telling me to go buy him. He's going to blow up. I was like, wait a minute. No, no, no. Aaron Jones resigned. He's not going to blow up. They still told me I was wrong on A.J. Dillon. What happened to A.J. Dillon? Yeah. Looking at it. So let me, I'll speak to the people your way, the way you talk about from weeks two to 11. That's 10 weeks, David. Yeah. You know what he averaged? Six points per game. No, you would think he is the RB2 there behind Jones. That's normal. He had 47% snap share for those uh, 10 weeks. So he's on the field. But all you're giving me is six points. Yeah, he had some boom. He had week one. He came out the gate with 20 points. He had a couple other 20 points. But for that's a 10-week window there where he averaged six points a week. All right. There were four weeks where he was under five points. It's ridiculous. This guy was the ultimate bust. Everyone told me he's going to be the next Tony Pollard and – He's really the next Alexander Madison. I, I, you, if you have AJ Dillon, I'm sorry. I am sorry. Talk about a bust this year, and I don't see it getting better next year because so, that whole that whole team's gonna look different. So that's what I, I was gonna ask. Is he a buy? And hold up, and just hear me out. I agree. We both didn't like him coming out. 
Okay, so let's, you know, we, we didn't like AJ Dillon coming out. That was probably my Boston College hate being a Notre Dame fan. But still, I didn't like him coming out, okay? Um, we kind of like the situation, and, and more so probably me than you, because you, you've never been AJ Dillon, okay? Um, I said at least consider him as a running back, too, especially when I thought, we, when we talked about him, I think we were just talking about he may start getting some more carries because they showed that the year before. Aaron Jones is older. What I'm getting to is Aaron Jones is gone. He's not on Green Bay next year. Okay. Um, oh, he, he just resigned now. Oh, he did? He resigned last offseason. That wasn't a one-year deal. They can get, that, that contract's not. Okay. Not, they can, yeah, okay. They, I'm telling you, they're blowing that team up. Oh, they got, well, you know, Aaron okay. Rodgers in Jersey. Yeah, they, and, the and there's talk that they know that Green Bay and Aaron Jones, I mean, Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers know trades is realistic because Green Bay is going to move on from a lot of their players. They don't have really too many on offense that make a lot of money besides Aaron Jones. So Aaron Jones has to be one of those guys that falls in the criteria that they're moving on from. Okay. So AJ Dillon will be there. Uh, he's still under a rookie contract. It's going to be a terrible team, um, but it may be a guy with opportunity for all carries. And I think a lot of the guy, a lot of people in the community fall along with you. He's bust. He's terrible. So it comes back to opportunity, right? And value and stock market. Can I get him for a late second, early third? If I can, I think I'm buying. So here's my thing with that. If, if it's, you say late second, right? Late, se- late second, early third. I, I don't know. And not in this year, this year's draft, I probably, if I'm rebuilding, I'm not paying a mid second. Are, are you comfortable trading that late second? for a guy that's going to get you six points for half the year. And I, and I said it because the rookie might do the same thing, but the rookie is going to go up. Possibly. I, I guess, but I if, guess you're, if you're I, taking them in the second, you, you know, with Dylan, like this is what year it'll be year four. And he's still giving me six points a game. I'd rather if you're year one or two, give me six points a game and, and you were a backup. I'm fine with that. Now, if you're, yeah, I see what you're saying. He, he might get that entire opportunity. What's sitting on just bring somebody else in? The, so, so think about it, that free agent market, the, the Sanders, the Jacobs, all these guys that will be out there. Maybe but, they just throw some money at somebody. But remember, they're rebuilding. They're not going to do that. Okay. All right. So so let me just throw it. Let's say, let's say, and we don't know landing spots, draft capital. But here's an example. A late second that I, I think right now will be Israel. Uh, now, I, I always crush his name. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's say he goes to Pittsburgh. And he is the third running back behind Najee and Jalen Harris. Okay. And in most mocks, as we get closer, have him as a late second dynasty uh, pick. Okay. I think I'm trading that for AJ Dillon. If I can get it, that's all I'm saying. He's one of them. I'm not, he will not be, hey, one man's opinion, go buy AJ Dillon. I'm just saying, monitor the situation. And, and monitor the community's value. And if nothing drastically changes, he may be a buy if the price is right. Okay. Well, anybody's a buy with the price. Is right. I mean, he may a dart throw risk. Um, boomer bus. Yeah. I, I want to, the community has convinced me, has turned me around AJ Dillon. They, they had me call him the quad father uh, this year. No, we can't do that anymore. Guys, I'm sorry. 
Um, we shouldn't have been doing I that. Want, You're a grown want, man. Stop talking about people, grown men's quads. Come on. I, I want to turn. I want to come back and do this next year and have him on the boom side. That okay. he got the he got the opportunity. He made the most of it. He finished his RB nine. Uh, you know, I I want to come back and say that. But I I from what I've seen in two years, handling handling the secondary role, I'm still not convinced. I'm you're right. If the price is right for me, I, I would say early third, uh, early to mid third is probably as far as I go. I you're a Benaconda uh, analogy as much as I like it. You know, the third running back on Pittsburgh, if Dylan is still is is the guy, maybe you're right. But if he they bring someone else in or they, you know, or they bring their own rookie in there, they got a, a Charbonnet or somebody an a chain. I'm still all right. He, he still might be the number two guy. And at number two, he doesn't produce. I got you. You know, we, we've talked more about A.J. Down than he's had rushing yards this year. Yeah. <laughs> no, so we, we can move on. I would move on. I would then hit me with, with your first wide receiver then. My first wide receiver, let me pull him up, is Mike Evans. So I, he had five weeks of points that range from 18 to 48. The rest of his season points range from five to 17 points. Um, I think we wanted a lot more out of Mike Evans. We do, we do obviously appreciate, appreciates those boom weeks. Um, but I think based off his name, he's probably more fall, more, more bust during the season than booms. Right. Right. Um, he had, I'm trying to look at him here. His highest out point was 48 against Carolina, and that was week 17. If you made if so, if you made a championship, you probably won you a championship. Yeah, you're probably loving that. Except for a league that I played in and won a championship over the guy that had him, but that's here or there. Um, and then the rest besides that, I mean, KC had 30 points week four, but a lot of dud weeks after he had a couple 18 points. Besides that, five, nine, eight, 13, five, and He's got to be a sell if you can sell him this offseason. So I'm glad you said that. How long has he been in the league? Uh, I mean, he's, he is 29. So he's seven, eight years, maybe. Is it too late to be selling him? So, yes. Because he's been consistent every year, 1,100 yards or whatever the thing is. And he, he just plays well every year. Maybe should, should should we have sold him three years ago? Three years is probably a stretch. A stretch. I would say two. Two two years ago. All yeah. right. So and, and by the way, that's the that's the uh, twenty nine. Yeah, this twenty seven finishes ninth season. Twenty seven is really the age that you want to get out on wide receivers. Um, I, I buy. I bought a few that were over that age this year, though. Well, when you're <laughs> in season competing, it's a different story. Yeah, but 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 but. Yeah, 27 at wide receiver because now that you got so so it's kind of a pro and con when they do that. I, I don't regret it because I won some championships, right? But people are gonna look people I also see the other side of it. Like I bought two receivers, and I'm not trying to make make, make this, I'm just trying to do this with Mike Evans, right? I bought two wide receivers that were a little bit over 27. I won a championship with two of them, but now I can't sell them, right? Because right. no yeah. one's gonna buy them. So that so that's kind of that's kind of the the con of that and the con and if you want to get out and get someone you got to sell them at 27 okay 
but yes, to answer your question, Mike's Mike's probably a hold. Um, someone will give a second round pick for him, right? Uh, you're not going to get a first. I, I don't think you'll get a, a. I don't even think you'll get a second in okay. the all season. I think you would have to get a 24 second in season. He said uh, he hits a couple of uh, your boom weeks. A contender comes looking because you know he still has Brandon Cooks, and he makes a move. He throws you a second and and some bum and a Darnell Mooney bag, and you're good to go. It's gonna be hard to have Brandon Cooks when Brandon Cooks not even in the league. No, nah, they're gonna trade him. So okay, all right. Uh, my my first receiver, he's my boom guy. Uh, and full disclosure, listeners, um, one man's opinion asked me to talk about this guy because he was talking about him so much. He was afraid you guys would come after him, so he told me to talk about him instead. So I'm gonna talk about Devontae Smith, the Slim Reaper. All right. Oh, I'm glad you did this. Here's the reason why. Love it. Love Here's it. Here's the reason. First of all, he came into the league and everybody told him he needed to get some meat on his bones. And he laughed at y'all last year. Finishes the wide receiver 30, uh, but but he showed the ability. But then they brought in A.J. Brown and everyone buried Devontae Smith. Week one, he, he laid a goose egg. All right, four targets, no catches. They put more dirt on it. What did he do, David? He finishes wide receiver nine on a year. This kid's trying to get to about to get to a Super Bowl, possibly. This is the biggest boom of the year because he just showed up against arguably the dynasty wide receiver three week in and week out, still finished top 10, still put up the numbers. He had two weeks where he scored under five points, two weeks only, and he played every game. So Devontae Smith to the moon. I love it. I love it. So I love the player. I chose not to go this route because, <laughs> I mean, I talk about Devontae enough because I love the talent. And I and, and when we did that top 12s, you know that I, I, I love the talent. I, I, had, I had a lot of shares of Devontae. And, but if we're talking about how I did this from yeah. boom bust, he's the number one guy. But I didn't touch it because I was like, these people are going to think I'm obsessed with this guy. And they need to call the Philadelphia police and make sure he's not stalking them, um, especially before the NFC Championship game. For the but, record, listeners, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. so y'all know, if y'all remember back to the early part of the season when this guy would not touch Devontae Smith or Jalen Hurts, now he's their biggest advocate. If Cincinnati beats the Chiefs, this guy might get an Eagles jersey and root for them to win the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> he's turning in, he's turning to the Eagles. He was just up here. What two week New Year's Eve, 45 minutes from the link. Talk about y'all want a road trip? He's trying to get up there and go see him. Like, don't let one man's opinion fool you. He's a closet birds fan. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned week one, zero points, right? Yeah. Uh week two, he was wide receiver 25. Week one, I mean week three, I'm sorry. Against the DMB team out here. That's pretty sorry. Um, he had 30 points and he's wide receiver one. But this is where I'm going boom or bust. And, and he just had it too much during the season. At least starting out, he finished strong. And you like, he needs to keep that upward mobility for next year and forget about it. You're not buying, you're not buying Devontae Smith. Dude, I, I tried and okay. you, you can't. No, but this is what I'm talking about. Jacksonville, he's wide receiver 70. And I think that was my whole point. You're Devontae Smith with your talent, with that quarterback situation. There's no excuse for that. Okay, it can't it can't happen. So, um, wide receiver fifty five in week eight against Pittsburgh, against at Houston wide receiver fifty six, Green Bay week twelve wide receiver fifty eight. You're Devontae Smith. No, you, none of that can happen. 
it better not happen moving forward. Um, strong season, the strong finish, 13 through 17. Wide receiver 11, wide receiver 16, wide receiver 17, wide receiver 3, wide receiver 9. That's where Devontae Smith has to be at moving forward for our dynasty yeah. rosters. Cannot be wide receiver 7. I hear you. I hear you. Um, before, before we move to the move on to your other one, just answer me this. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. When we're talking this time next year, is it po- okay? Not this year. We're talking right now. Is it possible that the Eagles have two of the top five dynasty wide receivers? They do. I mean, yeah, that that that. I mean, they do. And then and then you look at uh, their tight end, right. their quarterback. Second I mean, question: Is Devontae Smith going to pass C.D. Lamb next year? I like the quarterback situation in Philly more than Dallas. I'm going to say yes. So we could be talking A.J. Brown, Dynasty wide receiver three next year, or Smith three and A.J. Brown up to four, whatever. They could be three and four next year, right so, or wrong. So A.J. is going to start dropping a little bit because what what is he, 26? I could be wrong on that. What is his age? Uh, let me look that up real quick. Uh, where are we at? Tw- yep, 26. So that's yeah, it's still it's 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 still there. Um, you're probably right. At least for uh, at, least, at least for yeah, that, at yeah. least for at least for now and and next year, one more year when AJ turns 27, I'm gonna tell you right, his value's gonna drop a little bit. <laughs> Yo, he had no value. I tried to sell him in that one league. Remember, <laughs> I tried to give him away because I had Amon Ra and Waddle, and I wanted to just run with the young guys. No, anyways, all right. Giving AJ Brown, you crazy? I know. Uh, good thing I got out of that league. Um, all right, give me your give me your other wide receiver, and I please let it be my the wide receiver that I have. So hold on, give me one second. We get to him here. Uh, again, my criteria boom bust throughout the year. T Higgins. So six weeks he had fifteen and over points, but nine weeks or less. Not he nine weeks he had less less than fifteen points. Again, with same thing with Devontae Smith. Um, the talent that T. Higgins has, he can't have the, he can't have those type of numbers. Especially when Chase was out a lot, Chase was out a lot of during those during that time. You're right. Is that gonna cost him some money? Because he is a free agent, right? Is he a free agent already? Or is it not this year, it's next year? I think it's next year. So okay. don't, you know, you know, you know, he's a good player, man. Don't get me wrong. I love. I, I, if I can buy him, I buy him. But you're not buying with me saying that you're still not buying T. Higgins. Okay, um, his value is pretty good. That offense, that quarterback. I just think, and, and it would probably would have helped if Chase was healthy all year. Um, yeah, I like yeah. this. I, I, I at least, and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know how you feel. My observation was Miami and Philadelphia with their quarterback and wide receivers. They were a little bit more dynamic than than Burrow with Chase and Higgins this year. And I know I know Chase missed a few weeks. And I think that's the thing. They're at their best when when all three are playing. Right. When it's Hurts, Brown, and Smith. When it's Tua, Waddle, and Hill. When it's Burrow, Higgins, and Chase. But if you remove one piece, not I mean, don't don't come beat me up on Twitter. I'm not saying they're bad at all if one's missing. But they're at their best when all three there because the defenses they can't. It's tough to scheme for that. Really tough with Philly. You're throwing Goddard. Goddard just hurt even more. 
You know, Miami never had to worry about the tight end. And, you know, I don't, who is the tight end in Cincinnati? Oh, Hayden Hurst. Yeah, you don't have to worry about the tight end there either. So, but when all three are playing, it, it, it is tough. And you, like you said, Higgins should have commanded more uh, of a wide receiver alpha mindset with Chase gone. And those numbers that you were talking about just didn't show that. So he's got four weeks where he's a wide receiver one, and that is it. Yeah. And how many of those weeks were when Chase was out? Yeah. But yeah. And then, I mean, you're talking about week, week six through nine. Uh, he's wide receiver 36, 22, 23, and 23. Now, again, I, some people will say, well, this is wide receiver two. That, that's fine. But with T. Higgins' talent, I think he should be wide receiver one most weeks. Even right. with Chase. I mean, A.J. Brown and Devon. And this is coming from the guy that said, would this, these four receivers would not do it. Yeah. And that is Waddle and Tyreek and Devontae and Brown, I said, would not be wide receiver ones. And they were. Chase and Higgins should be as well. Yeah, it should have been six of them. That there should have been four spots left: one for CD, one for Amon Ra, and and I guess Christian Kirk and whoever else. Those six spots should have been locked up. Oh, Jay, I forgot about JJ and Diggs, Smitty. Anyways, um, then you said you you, you can't buy him. If when he becomes a free agent, does he resign in Cincy? So here's what I think they're gonna franchise him. Because Burrow get his money this offseason. Yeah. And then, and then he's, J- he's Jamar's gonna get his in two years. But he's before it, he's one year before Jamar, so they're gonna franchise him. I, that's my thing. Or or they'll say, let's let's get Higgins signed and then franchise Chase. I, I think they'll both be there. Can they pay them both? Will be tough. But since then he's I mean, think about I mean, don't get me wrong, great team. Yeah. That, um, but I'm just trying to look down the line of the roster. It's like who they paying, right? Um, they're, they're playing with, they got backup offensive linemen as is. Still winning. I know. You're moving away from Mixon. You're not going to pay him. You're hurts. You're not paying a lot of money. Their defense is is good overall. Like, they're solid across the board, but um, Bates is probably the only guy, right? Yeah. That you're, that really okay. Paying. So they'll so, have, so, okay. So that, I'm, I'm just thinking they have money. Yeah, okay. All right. I mean, I like spending. It's not my money. I like spending other people's money. <laughs> All right, my my uh, other wide receiver, and this is just a straight bust, zero boom. Um, so David, I, I got to set this up. What if I told you this wide receiver finished top ten last year? Okay. Okay. This year, played every game, averaged ninety percent snap share. All right, he saw a hundred and forty-seven targets. Tell me what that wide receiver should finish at. Uh, at least wide receiver one, if not uh, uh, middle to uh, late set, wide receiver two. What if I told you he caught zero touchdowns? Wow. And finishes wide receiver 28, Deontay Johnson. He had zero weeks above 20 points. Zero. After being a wide receiver eight last year, I get it. People are going to want to play in the Guinea Pickett, the Mitchell Trubisky quarterback situation. You can't. If you're getting 147 t- targets, you're on the field 90% of the time. Don't you can't blame them. I DJ Moore didn't blame his quarterbacks. He kept finishing as a, as a top end, uh, low end wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two. You can't just get 147 targets and drop 20 spots from wide receiver eight to 28. That cannot happen. It was a bust. I can't. Sh- I've, I've tried giving this guy away for the four three, and I still can't even do that. It's ridiculous how much he has fell off. 
and you're the alpha on quote unquote alpha on your team, which you just Pickens just took is going to take that away from you. We all know that. So Deontay Johnson, I think he was one of the second biggest busts behind Matt Ryan this year, only because you didn't pay for him. What you were expecting was what you got the year before, because even a bad year of Big Ben with his spaghetti arm had this guy finishing the wide receiver eight. So you'd have thought Trubisky or Kenny Pickett could have got him to a top 15. And he just didn't know what to do with, with all those targets. I was never, I'm, I, it's going to be hard for me to, to, to really observe this because I was never a Deontay Johnson guy. I never was. When I saw you acquiring shares in all of our leagues, I was like, well, what is this guy doing? It's, I mean, it's, it's a strictly a volume thing. I mean, it's just, I was never a Deontay Johnson guy. He had one good year with Ben. But look, you know, he yeah. had one, one good year where he got hampered with a lot of targets. And then the next year he had with Ben, he couldn't catch a fly. Four years in the league. 92 targets, 144 targets, 169 targets, 147 targets. That's just telling me at least yeah, that yeah. he's going to finish in that 18 to 24 range. He should be a wide receiver too. Every year. With, you, with, with targets those like targets, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Couldn't do it. Yeah. The zero touchdowns is what hurt. So you, you want to know a guy I thought you were going to go that you didn't go? And I kind of chose not to go him, even though he didn't have a lot of boom. But I was like, you know what? Joe's going to go him, so I'm not going to touch him. But Ooh. since are you done with wide receiver, by the way? Yeah. Michael Pittman. Ah. Big miss. I know a guy who had the opportunity to get A.J. Brown and took Michael Pittman instead and gave up the 1-5 this year to do it. Hate to see it. Who does that? Hate to see it. Who does that? But Michael Pittman. Now, I know that that, that falls in line with your Matt Ryan thing, but I'm worried about Pittman. Sam Ellinger thing. I'm, I'm worried about Pittman. Even even with the quarterback situation bad, but you can't be that you can't be that bad. Um, you gotta have something. I mean, Matt Ryan can get you something. <laughs> I mean, Elder gets you something. His numbers are just atrocious this year. I'm worried about I'm worried about Pippen moving forward. Yeah, uh, you know what? Can't I can't blame you on that at all. All right, yeah, let, let, let's start this tight end talking and round out this pod. Who, who you got there? Tight Man, end. Tight, tight end is tough. Tight end was a tough one. I was almost – It was, was the all, easiest one. I was going to say we should have started off with tight end. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my two guys are George Kittle and Evan Ingram. Okay, and, and with Kittle, um, I mean, he's got some Brock Purdy magic lately, right? I mean, it's a good thing he got Brock Purdy throwing them both those balls. Uh, but beautiful pass – did you see that beautiful catch? Everybody's talking about the catch. That's just a beautiful pass that he had. When it's here or there, I guess. Yes, it, it is. Exactly. What it. <laughs> so he had seven weeks or less, seven weeks of less than 10 points. And he had six weeks of 10, over 10 points with one 30-point game, one 25-point game, and one 21-point game. Um, he's tied in four. I know it's tight. It's hard for tight ends to have consistent numbers. I just would like a little bit more. Some weeks of, of less than 10 points is not great for me. And again, he had Trey Lance and Jimmy G a lot of those weeks. I'm looking at the last weeks with Brock Purdy. Pretty impressive. Um, tight end one, tight end two, tight end three. So a lot to be fair, a lot of his busts may have just been quarterback situation okay um my first one's kind of a cheat because it's it's an obvious candidate 
but like you said, tight end was hard. The bus was easy. But uh, Cole Komet. I was going to go there. And here's why. Like, Cole Komet started off the year double goose egg. Granted, week one was the rain thing, but whatever. Zeros and zeros. Week five came. He hit. He he scored double digits for the first time. Guess what I did? Sold him. Sure, sold him. Smart then he, man. Then he finishes the year the tight end eight on a dumpster fire of an offense. <laughs> All right. After after he got told one, two, three, like six, seven weeks, he finished with double digit points, and he didn't get under what six points once. So he he boomed his way in that second half of the year from week eight. I think it's week eight on, and just went went full tight end one. I was like, man, I sold this guy for no reason. Like, I was just mad. Again, that's the second angry trade I've made. Trevor Lawrence last year, uh, Cole Komet, uh in, in in October. But I just think you love a good Notre Dame tight end, but the way Fields is trying to mature, trying to progress, he realizes where his guy is, where you know his safety blanket is, which is Cole Komet. He started seeing more and more targets. You know, those first few weeks combined, I think he only saw seven, 13 targets in the first five weeks. And then he started averaging six targets, seven targets, six targets, seven targets. And once he gets the targets, he knows what to do with them. I think he's got the potential to finish at the top five next year if they can keep that consistency the way he ended the year out. Chicago got a lot of draft picks. They're going to upgrade that offense. Uh, remember early in the podcast, Justin Fields is going to be the boomer bust throughout his whole career, I think. I think that's going to fall along with Cole Commit. I would want something more consistent. Um, he did have a tight end week nine. He was tight end two week 10. He was tight end one week 13. He's tight end six, but the rest fall in between tight end 15 and 44. Go find you or Joe's out there that like Cole commit and feel the same way that he felt. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying any of that's wrong. I, I love Notre Dame. I like Cole commit still. I think a lot of that was true. Uh, just Looking at it from a, a dynasty stock market future aspect, I would sell. Okay. I'm still not a big enough believer in that offense. So I'm not happy I sold, but if I still had them, I would still be trying to sell. So I feel you. I feel you. Um, and you said Evan Ingram was your other guy? So Evan Ingram is my other guy. Uh, he had seven weeks. Uh, where he did not score over 10 points and the rest of the weeks ranged from 12 to 39 points. So that fault that, I mean, to me, that felt like that's definitely a boom, boom bust category with the, the, those sporadic points throughout the year. Um, like him with Trevor Lawrence and his lowest ranking was tight end 50 week four against the Eagles. I'm sorry, week 12 against Baltimore, he's tight end 51. His highest, he, week 13 through week 16 was probably his best stretch, which is tight end four, tight end one, tight end six, and tight end five. So uh, from those numbers, to me, definitely falls in the boom bust category throughout the year. I would sell. Because I don't know, I don't think he's going to stay with Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence. Someone's going to pay him. Yeah. yeah, he was my sell last week. If you want to wait, if you want to wait to see what the situation is, 
That's fine. And I think I don't want to repeat. I think we I think we talked about this, so I won't repeat it. My apologize to the listeners. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I I like I said it last week that he was my or was it last week we did buy sell whatever he he was he was a big sell for me. I just think him and Hawkinson's value will never be higher. Um, he's had to do click that season even if he does come back. Um, to Jacksonville and he's going to go get paid somewhere. And let's face it though, can we be honest? If your name wasn't Travis Kelsey, weren't you just going to be a tight end bust anyway last year? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once Kyle Pitts got hurt, that was over. It was Travis Kelsey or and no one. Now next year it'll be Kelsey and Pitts. Um, Would you put Andrew Hawkinson and Goder? Where, where, where do you, where, I know we're getting a little off topic there, but throw out some quick guys in those rankings. Uh, so it's it's right now still Kelsey, and I hate to say it, he's 113 years old. But Kelsey, and then Pitts, then Andrews, uh, then Hawkinson. No, then Goddard, then Hawkins, Hawkinson. And I know I, I skipped on Kittle, but I don't. I can't rank left tackles in with my tight end. So I, I purposely left Kittle off. I love the guy. I love the player. It's just age, right? Just the same thing with Kelsey with age, but but you can't leave him off. You can't leave him <laughs> off, right? Yeah, Kittle's not. I mean. Let's not get too carried away. Kittle is not done with Kelsey's done. I think people start screaming at people about this with, you know, some, especially 49er fans. If anybody, don't come at me. Okay. Kittle is not done with Kelsey's done. He's been very good. I know one year at the end of the year, they went back and forth on who was the reception leaders, but over a consistent time frame, he is not done with Kelsey's done. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, All right. If, if one thing, uh, tight end, and I know it won't happen. But you know, it's fun. It's off-season talk. If Lamar Jackson does not resign with Baltimore, where are you putting Andrews at? I, I think he's still just too talented. He he he'll stay in the top five. Um, yeah, he'll stay in the top five. He 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 is super talented. Unless he leaves with him, and then Isaiah likely gets a job, but that's highly unlikely to happen. Uh, my last tight end. Uh, this and this is probably the most obvious one of all time because this guy finished last year at the tight end seven he got franchise tagged and then they asked him to block and this guy went to penn state he doesn't know anything about blocking all right mike gasecki was the biggest tight end bust of the year i held on to him and feel my league it's like oh two tyreek's in you know they're going to double team my guy's going across the middle no no, they just the kid Smythe was out there catching touchdowns and and Gasecki is still at the line of scrimmage. He he's turning into the next George Kittle, and it's that's where he's busting for me because he's too talented. Guy. He needs to line up, stand up as a receiver. He if they treated him like Travis Kelsey, we'd be talking about him as a top five because that's how good he is at catching the ball, about getting in space, about running. But when you say, hey, stay at the line of scrimmage, protect protect the quarterback, which and guess what? Offensive line didn't do last year with Mr. Three Concussions, but that's just not his forte. All right. It was a tremendous drop off. And if he stays in Miami another year, I doubt it. But if he stays in Miami another year, oh my, oh my goodness. Like he's going to go into purgatory. I'm taking every rookie above Mike Asagi. Tip a pick. Um, I think, I think it, I think he it's upward, upward for him. Uh if he leaves. They're not well, he's not gonna they're not gonna resign. They're gonna they've already come out pretty much and they're not gonna franchise him again. So he, he's leaving. He's he'll be on another team. Um I don't know if he's going to get paid like he thought like he was last year was hoping for. Um, he may have to take a smaller contract, prove himself for the next contract. Right. Yeah. So a one year fit somewhere. I love the player. I love, I love the talent. Um, it's like he, he's going to, 
yes, this year bust. I'll give you that. 100% agree. I'll be worried. It, it, come back in the offseason. Let's have this recap offseason when he's a free agent. If he signs somewhere with a, a team that has two wide receivers like Waddle and Hill, my opinion may change. Yeah. It, um, but I, I, I still think he is talent, and I would buy him. Yeah, I I would love to buy him before, while he's still while his. If you go into your sleeper app and you see where it says Mike Gesicki, it still says MIA on it. As long as he's still on Miami's roster, I would love to buy him now because once the offseason officially starts, the free agency starts for the NFL, and he gets one of them NYJs next to his name with Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore, you won't be able to buy him. I'm just trying to figure. I, I think the way I'm leaning towards is I don't think the two wide receivers hindered him it was more so the coaching and the system not um targeting the tight ends right so i'm hoping if he does go to a place that has two wide receivers it's a system that's going to target the tight ends and the quarterback's good yeah i can i can see that so all right oh you got any other any other names or any other things you want to talk about Friermuth was a, a little bit of a concern this year, but that's probably with Deontay Johnson. But we just expect we there's another another guy I like. Um, but I, I'm worried moving forward with the quarterback situation. Um, I know he finished tight end eight or nine, but going into the third year, I'm hoping to see a big jump. And I think we will. There. I'm hoping Deontay can rebound so I can sell him. Deontay's not gonna rebound. George Pickens and Calvin Austin season. Yeah, this is George Pickens offense. Really? So I should trade George Pickens. And we, and we talk about boom guys. Me and Junior got Njoko right. Never heard of him. And I and I think I think uh, with Watson's getting an off season of recovery, more uh, being in the system and around the team, he could be a tight end five next year. Oh, are we are we calling it? I mean, I gonna call it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, asking for a friend. <laughs> I just think. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm looking forward to him. Another one. Uh, uh, one guy we could talk about that falls. I think more so in your boom category. That I'm looking at through this now on tight ends that we didn't discuss. Because I know that none of us probably figured. Hey, that's a nice little sign in there, and that could be something. But it did turn into something. Gerald Everett. Uh. Okay. I mean, he's not great numbers, but I didn't think much of him. I mean, he he's tight. It was tight, tight in thirteen on the year. Who who would have picked that? I guess. I don't. He he. You know who he was to me? You're Amari Cooper. Remember how you told me? And like I didn't believe you until I started paying attention. But how many times Amari Cooper disappeared? I feel like yeah, Everett yeah, was the that same was a, way. That was another one that. For my boom bust, I was like, let me not touch. I've already done because that, that's another one that falls into boom bust throughout the season. So, looking at Gerald Everett, you're probably right. Uh, week one, tight end four. Week three, though, he's tight end 33. Yeah. And he, and he did jump up. He was uh, what, 21, 22 last year. So, I can see that. And he had, and he was tight end six, week seven, tight end seven, week 13. Week five was tight end fifty. He, he probably falls more so how I did boomer bust. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So, um, all right. Um, 
before we get over here, just want to let you guys know we will be back next week. And next week is the podcast that I was trying to hold off a bit on, but I don't think we can hold off a bit longer. Uh, we're going to do our coaching predictions next week, David. Remember, we did that last offseason. These jobs might be starting to fill up. Everyone's waiting on to see what Sean Payton's going to do. So people start filling up. So I think we should do our coaching predictions next week. Who's going to get what job? So this is a fantasy podcast. I know. All formats, fantasy podcasts. We don't care about team defense. We don't care about IDPs. Oh, so I got I, I got a rule this year, okay? No defensive coach. You the, you the host, and I respect that. But n- no defensive coach predictions. Here's what I want you to do. Because that's not going to affect our offensive play. Like, we can't really judge that. <laughs> <laughs> we can. Yes, we can. <laughs> you forget that talent is talent. But you know what? You're right. Dennis Allen, I could have said Dennis Allen had an effect on Alan Kamara. <laughs> you, you know, your boy Dan Quinn getting like 130 interviews. But in fairness, I'm going to say that with every defensive coach hire that, oh, my offense players are going to be terrible. Sell them, sell them. Sell them. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Well, let's get on, yeah, let's get on the coaching, coaching next year. Um, and uh, we'll see best fit and best, best fit for fantasy value. How about that? That'll be the part. I like it. I that, like it. So, and matter of fact, I'll let you get the list of names. That way, I I won't put any defensive names on there. Like best last year when you came after me. Best fit for fantasy uh, <laughs> that does not include team defense and IDP. <laughs> Yo, you see this report by Sean Payton turning everybody down and waiting for McVay to leave. So he so that he wants he wants to coach in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. He. Might stretch it another. I think he's still going to coach. I think he's going to get a job. I, but I, I think he might go back to Fox so, for a year and wait. He could go back to Fox. I'm going to tell people right now. I, and again, I could be completely wrong. I'm going to be shocked on this. I know a lot of people talk. I know we know somebody who he is not going to the Denver Broncos. Stop. Uh oh. They don't have, they have Russell Wilson with no draft capital. No draft capital. Yo, don't tell the birthday boy that. Okay. So, so. Could he do it? Sure. He's not going to be very successful. Um, so I, I I would be shocked if he goes, if, if out of all these places he picks Denver, I, I just can't see it. Yo, speaking of the Broncos fan that's a loyal listener, uh, today's his birthday. Shout out to Zig32. But because it's his birthday, I specifically left Russell Wilson off my bus list. Because <laughs> I was going to do that. Happy birthday. <laughs> and, I, and I don't mean to crush. The, I, I I just would be. He's looking for money and how I can win. What is the best opportunity to turn a team around to win a championship? That includes draft picks in a good quarterback situation. Okay, he probably thinks he can turn Russell Wilson around. You no, know? he's gonna bring Taysom with him. Need but Russell. He does not have any draft picks for at least three years. And that and see for me. I don't think that they're going to get them because the trade with New Orleans is going to have to involve draft picks that they do not have. I didn't even think about that. So on top of that, you don't have draft <laughs> capital. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, the- I think I think Houston's probably more likely. People are like Houston; they got nothing, but they got a ton of draft capital. Yeah, they got- and they got a high draft pick for a quarterback. Yeah, and they got a ton of money. Yes. So, uh, non yeah. non fantasy relevant just 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 throw a little 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 to take out there before we leave there has never been a head coach to win a super bowl on one team 
to go to another team and then win the Super Bowl. It's never happened in NFL history. Keep that in mind when you want your team to have Sean Payton. But it's 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 come close before. It's never happened though. Yeah. Yet. Yo, somebody gotta be the first. Kansas City Chiefs have been close for Super Bowls. Dude, they've no. been five AFC championships and two Super Bowls, but they only got one. You know what matters out of all that to me as a Kansas City Chief fan? What? You got one Super Bowl and you've done nothing else since besides that. It's always about championships and nothing else. Yo, not, lots of stuff like until it's done, yeah, it's it's never happened until it's done the first time. So you're, fighting, you're fighting, you're fighting a lot of NFL history there. Yeah, I know. But why not, right? I mean, they said that the Cowboys would be back in conference championship games. Where's that at? Who said that? <laughs> Your friend <laughs> that lost the bet. <laughs> So, all right, let's get over here. Yeah, we, yeah, we'll, we'll keep going. Over anyway. So, yeah, yeah. so yeah. hey, guys, thanks for listening in. Uh, boom Bust. If you got your own Boom Bust you, uh, that you feel from the year, go, hey, uh, slide into the DM, drop it on the Twittering device, uh, come at the Wise Opinion One or at, um, uh, dude, all underscore format. Dude, forgot my handle. Uh, so, uh, yeah, reach out and, and talk to us. Uh, we love to hear your opinions on, on Boom Bust also from the 2022 season. Hey, please, really- hit, please, please hit up uh, Mr. Musk. I need these third these third party vendor uh, Twitter apps to be working again. Oh, no, no, no comment. Oh, and last but not least, guys, um, today is Wednesday, January 25th, while we're recording. So if you are a listener of this podcast, the Wise Opinion One, when uh, Sunday hits from six to nine, go go at him on Twitter. I, I want you guys to just blow up his feed and make him check his phone so he ain't got to be paying attention to that game. So, That's messed up. <laughs> hey, they're going to come for you. So, <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, we'll, we'll catch you back again here next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to the All Formats Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen and share with your friends and league mates. Don't forget to check out our website at allformats.net and our YouTube page for more content, college football, live videos, and uploaded videos. Appreciate the listening.